What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 39 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing two episodes of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast this week. We'll have our normal episode coming out with the full rundown and everything else on Friday. But today, it is Wednesday when we're dropping this episode. We're talking to Kylie Lance, who is a member of the Quinnipiac women's soccer team. They had a Big upset win in the 2019 MAC playoffs, beating the number four seed Marist by a score of three to two. That was on Sunday. So they're moving on comeback to the finals. Big comeback, comeback win, win. Down two nothing. So we're going to talk to Kylie Lance about that, Matt, and just the whole other slew of things about this women's soccer team today. Right. It's it's an uphill battle to win a championship like this one. Uh, but the Bobcats are a five seed. They've already beat the four. Uh, we'll talk about their next matchup coming up, and it's exciting because this is what you work for from the time you arrive in August to the time you step foot on the first game of the playoffs. Like It's go time. Kylie is a red shirt senior defender, so she's been around this program for a while. She's got a lot of fantastic insight into what's going on with the team right now, so we're very excited to talk to her, and we bring you episode number 39 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. We're back here on episode number 39 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. We're doing a special women's soccer playoff edition of the podcast here midweek for you because it's a big week for the Bobcats, and we are joined by a redshirt senior defender on this very same team, Kylie Lance. Kylie, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's it's the middle of the day on Tuesday, so I know we kind of put all this together quickly, but uh, practicing for the game on Thursday, which we'll get into in more detail a little bit later, but you know, how's the, uh, the week of practice been coming off of the big one? Yeah, it's been really exciting. It's always good to be able to practice when more than half of the teams in the country seasons are already done and they have to wait for <laughs> another year, and we, we still get to be out there in the cold. I mean, you wouldn't want it anything anything else so it's it's been awesome so is coach coach Clark and Stevie kind of getting more technical and more kind of break it down slow down or is it still five on five and, and you go back and forth it's definitely keeping everything sharp keeping the intensity high and just being really um, clinical and everything we're not learning anything new there's okay. no new tactics at this point that you can kind of teach when the game's two days away so it's just back to basics everything we're good at the fundamentals and just refining everything before the game so before we get into uh, get into everything that's happened this season because there's a lot to break down we want to we want to establish a little bit about you talk about your career so uh, from Stowe Massachusetts Massachusetts originally amazing that uh, Massachusetts was the one to trip me up with yeah. my co-host from mm-hmm. Milton but um, played high school at Neshoa Regional High School um, one of the interesting stat lines when I was when I was reading uh, six different all-star teams after senior year yeah. uh, uh, all league, all star, all central mass. You know, you can go down the rap sheet of things like that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about before coming to college. Uh, when did you first start playing soccer? When, when, when did it kind of come into your life? I mean, it started when I was super young. I mean, I think I was like six years old in those little, you know, munchkin leagues, just like on Sunday mornings. And then just through the town and then through middle school and everything like that, I realized that it was something that I really liked. So my parents helped me get involved with FC Stars, and that's where I played for, I think, like nine or ten years all through high school. Um, And 
weirdly, all of the teams in my town and my high school were really, really good. So, I mean, it's easy to, like, make teams like that when the team you're on is really successful. So that's kind of a shout-out to Neshoba Regional High School. Great squad yeah. we had. So, uh, Todd, tell us some of your favorite memories, either from, from playing high school or from the, the FC Stars days. Oh, my gosh. That's so far back to think about. <laughs> um, well, I remember for Neshoba, we went to the state semifinals my sophomore year of high school, and that was just crazy. You know, usually in high school, you take a, a school bus to all of your away games, and, there, you know, there's nothing special. It's like um, low budget, low budget um production but when we went to the state finals we got this big coach bus we got to leave school early it was like our entire school I think there was like three fan buses came our game was in Franklin Mass so it was pretty far away from Neshoba and it was it was we ended up losing which was not fun but it was just a crazy experience under the lights and it was really cool Franklin Mass man yeah Yeah. is that close to Milton nah well it's more towards the city I think yeah if I'm if I'm right do you have any Franklin Mass memories? You, no. Oh, okay. No. I just <laughs> you I just, reacted like there like yeah, there was no, something big that we were about no, to break I just, down I in here. Said the town because I recognized it. I, I've heard of it before. <laughs> so now, uh, so now let's hear the Quinnipiac story. You know, you, you you continue to play in high school, and you know, at what point did did Quinnipiac come calling in, and what made you choose to become a Bobcat? Yeah. So. Um, my parents were very adamant that I needed to pick a college that was going to suit me academically. And I knew that I wanted to do like, I majored in occupational therapy and I knew I wanted to do something like health science. And it's kind of challenging to have a, um, D1, you know, sport that lets you play, uh, lets you play and do health science and missing classes and everything like that. And Quinnipiac right off the bat kind of advertised themselves as, a school that puts the emphasis on like the student part of student athlete. So my parents were originally the ones that were very interested and wanted me to come here, and I was more hesitant because you know I want I wanted the big name and everything. Of course, you know, yeah. of course. Yeah. Like you're in high school, like you're trying to go for glory. But when I came here and talked to the coaches and everything, it just seemed really obvious. It just kind of. Like, I felt like I fit right in, kind of. So, two things. Franklin, Mass., not near the city. More towards Rhode Island. <laughs> Second thing, <laughs> OTs changed the world. And the fact that we have had multiple soccer players actually major in health science and were able to play the sport. And I think that is the biggest selling point for not just mm-hmm. soccer, but I think every sport here. Yeah. Which is huge. And a lot of families really do value that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your experience been like in the, the OT program? I mean, the OT program is awesome. All of my professors are great. All of my um, classmates are great. I've always said, because kind of the profession of OT is like holistic, like everything's okay. So my professors, whenever I miss class, they're like, it's fine. Like, do your thing. And and then when I tell Dave that I I have to miss practice for class, he's like, it's fine. It's all about school. So like everyone's been super um, understanding and helpful and I've had no problem. Coach Clark has a master's in journalism. Really? Yes, he does. Interesting. Coach Clark is a bright man. Smart, smart yes. guy. Wow. I, I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't been able to, to throw him in front of the microphone yet. I know. I know. We'll get there. We'll get there at some point. He's a busy man yeah. to reach. But, uh, so come in freshman year, uh, unfortunately, uh, an injury that ends the original freshman year. So then take a redshirt year and come in the next year as a redshirt freshman. So, you know, what, what was that one year like? I, I remember asking the same 
question to Kelsey Goldring when we when we talked before the season started. But what was that first year, that original freshman year like? Not necessarily being able to play, but still kind of taking everything in from the sideline and learning. What was that like for you? In the moment, it was awful, and I hated it. But in you know hindsight's twenty twenty. So in retrospect, I think it's the best thing that could have happened to me. I would have hated to have kind of wasted. I was like you know an immature player. I hadn't. Um, learned everything that Dave has taught me since. So I think I would have kind of wasted um, the year if I hadn't had it now. And I would have had to use it when I was 18 and, you know, not as mature as I am now. So I kind of want to go into the playoff game and, and kind of jump jump to that game. It was a comeback win. I mean, your Twitter account didn't want to call it a comeback because your Twitter seemed like you guys had it the whole time, which is good. And what 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 happens when you go down one nothing? And is there any sense of panic, or are, do you guys knew you had it and stayed calm? At one nothing down, I was not worried. It was still the first half. We yeah. came out um, for the second half, hyped up, ready to go, fully expecting us to come back. Then going 2 nothing down was kind of a slap in the face, and I was like, wow, we have our work cut out for us. But at no point was I like, we can't do this. Right. Like, not that we had controlled the whole game, but we had had our chances. We just hadn't finished them yet. We had been kind of wearing them down. And then just, I mean, I think we scored like within two minutes after their second goal. That was huge just because it sucked the momentum right back away from them and kind of gave us the boost. And I think the really unique thing about this team is there is a lot of freshmen on the pitch at a certain time. You could have five freshmen at one time on the field. Mm -hmm. So how have you led this young group? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge and a learning curve for myself. Um, I think there's 11, and a lot of them have very important roles on our team, and they're playing big minutes. So it was definitely a struggle at first. Obviously, you know, it's a, a new level of aggression, a faster speed of play, obviously new sy- systems and everything. People are in different positions than they played in high school. So no one's expecting a freshman to come right out of the gate and know everything. And surprisingly, we have a lot of freshmen that – handled that super well and kind of fit right in and I think they've just kept getting better as the season goes along and you never want to peak too early and I feel like we're getting hot when it counts because that was coach Clark's favorite thing to talk to me about like we I I would finish a highlight and talk to him after the game and it'd be like oh there were six freshmen on the field there (laughs) oh there were four freshmen on the end of the game there because he's super excited about this Mm -hmm. young group and they're good right and Selena is good yeah. And you leading the back line is good. So I think a five seed is is not what you guys truly are. So that yeah. that that's an exciting feeling. So now I, I want to talk to you about growth that you've seen this season, and you're talking about that freshman class. So you guys ended up going four one and one to end the regular season. So it, it kind of looks like things started to click right at the right time. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of changes have you seen in your group from that day one up until now? I think the biggest thing is just that kind of mental toughness and that relentlessness. Um, In college soccer, not everything is going to go the way that you planned. And, you know, the other team's going to scout you and you'll have different refs. And I think it was a little bit of a struggle at first for kind of us to get our footing and learn how to deal with adversity. And the freshmen have just learned how to handle it so well. And I think I mean, I think in like the three game, three or four past games, we've come back from behind to win. And that's just a testament to, you know, how much they've grown and how much um, 
mental toughness they've gained. So breaking down that playoff game, like Kylie mentioned, just to kind of give context for everybody who may not have, have watched the game start to finish, go down one nothing into half or one nil into halftime if you're being if you're being specific, <laughs> and then then there then there comes. That two nothing goal, that right. two nil goal, and that's where things you're you're starting to bend a little bit. Do you know how quickly that next goal came? Like a minute and a half, something like that. Fourteen seconds. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So then, what's the what's the mood? What's the mood on the pitch? What's yeah, the mood Maris, on the bench? Maris scored with in the sixty sixth minute. Yeah, it was sixty five thirteen. You guys scored at sixty five twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember the- I said to um, Hannah and Mackenzie, my you know left and right of me, I go, how do we make that look so easy? I'm like, we, yeah. we just scored so quick. Why can't we do that earlier? And yeah. then the next one came, and then the next one came. I'm like, I knew there, that it. There it is. It. <laughs> so what, what's that mood at uh, at 2-1 when you get that goal back? I think 2-1, I was like, oh, my gosh, like we might actually do this. Like We're back in the game. And you could just tell, like, they immediately hung their heads, and all of a sudden we had, like, a new, like, feist, feistiness in us, and it was just a total 180 on how, how the game was going. Then the second one goes in five minutes later, and are you like, all right, you guys are done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It actually was a pretty patient game, too. Only 13 fouls for you guys and only 10 fouls for them. That's actually yeah. pretty low. <laughs> okay. So game coming up on Thursday against Fairfield. The game is at 7 o'clock. Uh, so first of all, if you can make it to watch that game, definitely do. But I believe the game is on ESPN Plus or some or online that you can find it. We'll get the... The we'll Mac. Put, the Mac does require game, all games to be on ESPN Plus. That's right. So you can find it on ESPN Plus on Thursday if you're not able to go. Well, we're we're having you put your analyst hat on here. What are the what are the Gosh. expectations heading into this game? You've seen this team before, so what do you expect them to or expect them to throw at you? I mean, I think semifinals. They're at home. They're the number two seed. Pressure's on them. We're the underdog. I've always liked having a chip on my shoulder. It kind of fires me up. So I'm expecting them to just you know come out as hard as they can. But we're going to come out just as hard. So I'm not worried. No. And Fairfield is kind of a team that is known around the MAC and the women's soccer to be that that team that is always around in the semifinals and the quarterfinals. So how can you kind of take away that momentum before the game even starts? I mean, Dave always talks about this. The biggest um, thing you can do is just score. I mean, you just take the emotion out of the game. They're they're not going to be fired up if we're winning three nothing. So. The quicker we can put the ball in the net, the quicker they're going to shut down. And you guys have beaten them in the past. Uh, it was a 3 nothing win, and you had control over the entire game, it seemed like, because there were two goals in the first half, one in the second half. So do you have to adjust your attack in any way because they've seen it before and fell for it? Is it a little fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? I mean, I don't think we have to switch our attack. That I mean, that game was a couple weeks ago, so I'm sure they've improved, we've improved. It's going to be a, a totally blank slate, I think. You can't, just because we won last game doesn't mean that it's in the bag. So I think we'll just come out fresh. And we'll just expect to win and prove it on the field. 
Should we ask questions? Why not them? That's all I got to say. Why, Why not, not them? them? <laughs> Go Bobcats on Thursday. Okay, we have three questions that we ask every single guest. Uh, we're going to keep them quick. The first one. Oh, gosh. These are, these are the thinkers, the personal ones. I, for, I always forget to say that. But yeah. um, first one. If you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, where would it be and oh why? Um, Australia. I've never been there, but I really want to go, so I'm just going Australia. Ooh, okay, good pick. What uh, what sells you in Australia? Uh, I like the ocean. Okay. Um, it seems like the people are really nice, and I wouldn't have to learn a new language. That's a go. great point. That is a very good point. Learning a new language is hard. Yeah. You're gonna have a you're the time the time change is gonna slap you in the face for yeah. a couple of days, but then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, a week. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I'd be dragging for a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second one: If you could have dinner with anyone, either alive or deceased, can be anybody. Who would it be? That is such a hard question. I don't even know. I think that Justin Timberlake. Justin <laughs> Timberlake. Um, Megan Rapino, just because I think she's. You know, um, for lack of a better word, a badass. Am, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. She's a badass. I think it's legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I would love to just kind of pick her brain and, you know, how she gets all of her confidence and just, you know, yeah. talk to her. Yeah. She was a trailblazer too. Yeah. yeah. And that's in, a, in so many ways. Yeah. And it's great. And she'd be great. Not even just to ask about soccer, but just, just life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the third one, possibly the most interesting, depending on how you look at it. You're on death row. What is your final meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? That is so hard. Drink, easy. Mint chocolate chip milkshake. Ooh, wow. Easy. Okay. Any specific place? Friendly's, like... You know, it like... used to be Droogies, but they're not there <laughs> oh anymore. Oh, my God. They closed. Yeah. yeah. So... That's a slap in that's the a, face. That's a... Right? As, as fellow seniors, that's a game ruiner. Right? Senior. Yeah, so man. if anyone has recommendations for mint chocolate chip milkshake... <laughs> Send them my way. Because they were low-key really good. Yeah. So good. They were low-key so really good. What's the place we got to... What's the place Coach B always tells us that we need to try? Coach B says Arthusa in New Haven. Arthusa. Yeah. Oh, the ice cream place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been, but... Neither have we, but he swears by it. Yeah. He's right. told it a couple Check times to you in the last time that we saw him together. And this is like a strength and conditioning coach. Like, yeah. this guy if is like... If he's telling you to eat ice cream, it must be good. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, All right, so that's a drink. My drink. What was it? Dinner and dessert, did yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. Okay, dessert, also easy. Um, the Eli's, um, like, cookie brownie sundae thing. Yeah. With, like, the warm brownie and then the cold ice cream and, like, hot fudge and whipped cream. Yep. Easy choice. Dinner's so hard. Good for you going to Hamden places. Good right? for you. Gotta represent, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fifth year I've been around. Learned <laughs> to love these places. Um... Well, I don't eat meat, so like honestly, oh, okay. like my dinner choices are you like usually pasta, mm. big pasta fan. So maybe like pasta salad. Okay. I do love pasta salad. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a very exciting like food, <laughs> food person. That's well, okay, because yeah. me and Dan are. Yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> that's what I feel like everyone else is, and I'm always like not that into dinner. There you go. Are you in a lot? What's a favorite meal? Breakfast then, or yes, yeah, breakfast for sure. You could have breakfast for dinner if you wanted to. But honestly, I do that often. Okay. Eggs and like avocado toast. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm a yeah. huge, Matt can attest as roommates, I'm a huge egg guy. Yep. Yeah. So if I, if I could do that, yeah. Chocolate chip pancakes too. I yeah. like those. So what's like a, what's an average day's worth of meals look like for you during the season? 
Okay. Well, I can tell you what I had today. Oh, okay. So I had a smoothie for breakfast. Okay. And then I had iced coffee every morning. <laughs> and then for lunch, I had um, a salad from the North Haven campus, just from like their calf. And then I'm going home to dinner and I'm having pasta with pesto and tofu and tomatoes. See, tofu is okay. something I need to like explore more. Yeah, yeah. really good. You should yeah. have to like cook it the right way. Okay. Spices and stuff. All right. Okay. I was one. I was. Yeah. That was going to be my next yeah. question. Is it tofu as is or yeah. just no like, covered in things? Do I <laughs> covered in things? Do I pan sear it? Like, what do I do? Yeah, with it? you can do that. I like to cook it in the oven because I like when it's like crispy on the outside. Okay. I feel like I can get a good uh, like skin if I sear it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, God. you gotta, you gotta dress Make them like little, you yeah. dress your potatoes. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm scared. <laughs> little spice, little scared, yeah, little dude. salt, pepper, little. I don't know what that yeah. new spice was that you, or yeah, you said do, that you were doing do something s- new. I do salt, pepper, olive oil, uh, rosemary, and adobo. Oh, those what I that, that's why I put on my potatoes. Yeah, try uh, it. I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know. We'll do it for content at some point. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's a it's a very busy season, but best of luck Thursday. Thank Good you luck. So much for I'll be there, me. and I'm I'm excited. Thank you. theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.